Welcome to the next episode. This is what the the sixteenth episode of the Invincibly Supermassive Comic Book Podcast of Stuff. I'm Tony Guerrero, the editor in chief of ComicVine.com, and I have with me the writer of a new book coming out, Black Bat, the Black Bat, Brian Bucciolato. Hey there. So this is the sixteenth episode. This is the sixteenth episode. Well, I don't really count the episodes. I wasn't in, so this is the third episode. Okay. <laughs> See, the very first episode, it was yes. just me. Uh, I, don't count, I don't count that one either. Because that was before I, you know, I started getting people on, on the phone. What? And we should also clarify, um, so you are writing The Black Bat, but you are still co-writing The Flash. Yes. and I did, I did get some tweets asking if I was leaving uh, Flash, and that is not the case. And you, we should also point out that you will be the solo writer on the next. No, seventeen's not out yet. No, wait, no, no, it's not out yet. Okay, that'll be out next week in our time travel thing. Um, so you are doing eighteen and nineteen by yourself. Yes, um, basically, Francis Manipool um, needs a little break so he doesn't uh, work himself to death. He has to do his Liter- hair literally. I think uh, his life force was starting to slip away. He was working so hard, and the deadlines got so crazy that um, uh, he needed just to, you know, to be able to regroup. And, and uh, we're starting; we're already working on um, twenty onward. So it's not like, you know, he's just going to take three months off and go party. Mm-hmm. But um, he just needed not to have the pressure of uh, of those four every four week deadlines because uh, he does an awful lot, you know. Yeah. Co writing, penciling, inking, and ink wash. The dude is a dynamo. Yeah. I I'd like to see the process of how that, that works. Cause it's like like you know, I I've I've seen him draw, obviously, you know, like in, in the, the videos and that and you know, I, I see the stuff he puts up on his Instagram and all that. Sure. But it it's what what I'm I guess what I what I'm curious is like so when he draws and inks and does the ink washes and then you come in and do the colors, it's like I don't know how that and, you know, I don't know if it's a, a simple process or a complex. Well, I mean, it's actually not that complex. I color underneath his ink wash. So a lot of people think, oh, it's, it looks all watercolory because Brian's doing, you know, the colors. But really, it's all Francis's heavy lifting with the ink washes. We colorize the, uh, you know, he uses black and white, uh, black ink um, and does a wash and then he scans it and then we change the color of the. Uh, of his art to match whatever the scene is. And so it looks like it's all done watercolor, but it's really not. It's uh, it's an ink wash with uh, me coloring underneath it. So in some ways I think I get uh, more credit than I deserve because no. uh, he's doing an awful lot of work on those pages. Well, I mean, you guys, from, you, from the art side, I mean, we're 50, 50 on the writing. So, you know, I will accept a full 50% of the writing credit, but, uh, and I'm not doing some crazy ink wash. He is. But yeah, I mean, it. I you know, I say, I mean, it. It just looked looks amazing when, when, when you guys. I, I yeah, it just blows me away. 
how you guys do it. So it's, well, it's, on behalf of Francis and myself, thank you. Yeah, so it's good stuff. Um, so when you do eighteen nineteen, I don't know if we, we talked about this before. So are you doing the colors on those? Because because yes. Marcio Takara is drawing both of those. Right, he's penciling and inking them. Okay. Uh, he is not doing an ink wash, but uh, his style is pretty awesome, and uh, it looks great. Yeah, I, I like his stuff. I always, I always put his art on awesome art picks on, on, on weekends when he updates his, his Tumblr. Well, he thoroughly deserves to be on awesome art picks because he, he is really good. Yeah, I mean, I do that when, when people update their, their sites. Like, you know, I, I, to- I talked to you before. Because when you were doing all those, those the Foster covers, like the the what do you call those, the convention covers, the blank ones, yeah. mm-hmm. and and in one of the issues you you included like a bunch of the different ones that you did, and I told you it's like you should post all those online, and and you're like yeah yeah, and then you never did. Well, you know, one I have a very horrible short term memory, and two, you need an assistant. I do. I need. I need a life assistant. I'm, I'm taking applications for uh, somebody who wants to make my life their priority and is willing to get paid little to nothing and spend a lot of time with me. And of course, if you're uh, a very attractive woman uh, <laughs> who's outgoing and can uh, be uh, the spokesman for spokeswoman for all things Booch, uh, that's even better. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, by the way, what did the the cab driver was he your Valentine's? Well, I rejected him because he asked me to um, use my credit card to pay for his gas instead of paying <laughs> him for the trip, and I said absolutely not. <laughs> Thought that was a strange request. Yeah. I don't know, man. All right, so um, I, I guess we're, while we're on on a topic of Flash, so we have. Seventeen comes out on the twenty seventh. Yes, so that is, is the end of the guerrilla warfare. The finale. The finale. Yes. So it, it's coming to its bone crunching conclusion. Crunch. And then, so we we talked about this last time because then that the second part of solicit says, "Don't miss the introduction of one of the Flash's greatest foes." Now that's that's in seventeen. There is an introduction to one of the Flash's greatest foes. Okay, because this is, is the it's introduction, true. not it, an introduction. It is the introduction. It's it's a foe uh, that has not yet appeared in the uh, DC universe. Mm, very interesting. I, uh, I I brought this up to to James Robinson when rereading the solicits of Earth too. So when when they write these, because he doesn't know who write these, writes these either, so it's some mysterious anonymous person or whatever, right. but. They they capitalize the so it's like you know introduction of one of capital the flash so how do you, how do you perceive that I mean do you capitalize the I do so yes. like, and um, but, but, but people when don't people re- when people refer to him they refer to him as Flash but I think as a title it's the Flash like his title would be the Flash hey the Flash let's get a it's- drink. No, you would still call him Flash, but the fastest man alive is the Flash. It's not the Flash. The fastest man alive is Flash. It's the Flash. It's just it's it's weird because, um, like with Joker, you know, you call him the Joker usually. I mean, you but and I guess it goes both ways. 
but it's just just kind of weird. But then there's there's Flash Gordon. You don't call him the Flash Gordon because he's not well because that's his first name. His first name is Flash. What about Flash Thompson? That's his first name. No, it's not. His name's Eugene. It's his nickname. <laughs> it's still a name. You, would you refer to me as the Booch? That's how you refer to yourself. I refer to myself as Booch. Uh, you, you've done the, the Booch. I've heard you say that. I think that sounds dirty. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that's seventeen. And yes. Now, okay, this is the misleading part because it says page count thirty-two, but that's including the ads, right? That's yeah. That's always that. Yeah, because I just look at that because it because how many pages you guys got? Twenty. Always, yep. Uh, that, that's. Did we ever talk? How do you feel about that? Like twenty versus twenty? Because when did when did that happen? Was it before it, New Fifty Two or after New yes, Fifty? Before New Fifty Two. Okay, so New Fifty Two has always been twenty. Yes, uh, I think it makes it difficult to um, to follow up on some subplots. If you want to know why uh, it took so long to get back to Iris. <laughs> yeah. speed force it's like Barry's like eh, whatever she, she's she's there somewhere I, I I mentioned that in reviews you know I, I gotta I gotta find something to complain of you know for the bad section right so, but you know it just we only have 20 pages to tell a lot of stories so um if we had 22 you may see it you know we would have been able to put her in there earlier you know I mean uh her appearance was timed for the right moment but we didn't want to um have her mysteriously in the air for as many issues as we did that was not our intent I, I I loved that last. So I guess it was sixteen. Sixteen, when, yeah. When when she came back, that was I loved that issue. I mean, that was that was great, and I was happy to see her back. I'm really yeah. I'm actually really happy with that issue. Um, I think in the Guerrilla Warfare run, it's probably my favorite. I I liked um the the Patty the the Barry and Pat. I, I'm I'm Team Iris. I don't know if I made that clear to you. But the the scene is like you know page two and three the with, with the the shadow of the blinds. Oh yeah, Barry. I thought that that was really cool. What'd you think of uh, their one and only date? That was very interesting because it it um you know you, you guys alluded to that and in, in the I think it was the first issue, and so we we finally got to see that. So it, it's almost heartbreaking because I mean obviously longtime readers you know everyone you know knows they're supposed to be together you know they're they're one of. DC's greatest couples, even though most of you know everyone's been wiped out, you know the couples have been wiped out. Um, so, you know, like that's why for me it's like, yeah, I want to see them together, and then just to see how it happened, and you know how how Barry took it, and you know it was, it was basically a misunderstanding because. Oh, uh, hold on one second. Right, we're back. All right, okay. Uh, so, um, it because you know obviously you could see Barry was hurt. And so it was just very heartbreaking. And then, you know, later you see the follow-up where Iris is like, you know, she, she had sort of ulterior motives, but she didn't. So it's just, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, we take it from the standpoint of, you know, the, the universe was obviously changed by the new 52. So, um, it doesn't mean that they never met. It doesn't mean that, you know, uh, that it was, it never could have happened for them, but, you know, some changes in in the world in in the New Fifty Two made it so that that happened. You know, I mean, it's it's a different world. You know, there was no Daniel West in the pre Fifty Two, or maybe we just never. Well, there's not one that was ever mentioned in in pre pre New Fifty Two. So uh, you can blame Daniel; it's his fault. <laughs> okay. So, um, 
Yeah, so that's issue 17. So now 18 is your solo with the trickster. And yes. where the cover spoils that he gets a bionic arm or something. Yes, that's a definite spoiler. And uh, what do you want to tell us about this two-issue? Well, what, is, what do the solicits say? Let's, the solicit says, the trickster is accused of murder. Can the Flash help solve his case? Plus, a surprising twist ending that will rock the world of Dial H. That's that's pretty much it. That's the, I mean, uh, that's the story. I'm behind on Dial H. I'll admit that. Well, you know what? There's a lot of books to read, and sometimes we don't get to read them all. Um, but you may want to read uh, the coinciding issues with Dial H because uh, the world is going to get rocked. Yeah. Or is, or is it the Flash's world that gets rocked? Surprise twist and no, we'll rock the world of Dial H. Yeah, so their world is going to get rocked. I like this. I mean, I, 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 it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird comic. I'm going to say that. Um, is it because he's a chubby hero? No, I, that's, I, I think that's, that's kind of interesting that you know, it, it's not your typical whatever here. Because you, you, you look at, at you know, just the average person, everyone's like an insane you know, bodybuilder or something. Everyone's so fit. And right. so it's like, you know, something in that Superman flies by and he's like, his sweat is making everyone, you know, get all muscular or something. So I, I like the idea, you know, it's an average person, you know, getting involved with stuff. Because even when they, a lot of people do like average characters, you know, whatever, it's like they're, they're always so, so crazily built. They're still fit. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, it, it's just a weird thing. And, and, um. Like I said, I I don't remember, I can't remember the last issue I read because I'm a, but I'm a couple of issues behind. But it's it's a it's it's just a weird comic and and I don't I don't know, but I'm I'm just intrigued with like where is this going and. Well, so, are you ready to have its world rock? Oh, we'll find out and and yes. how how that ties into it. Are you the one rocking the world? No, I'm not rocking the world. Okay, so it's not you. Not your responsibility to no to yeah, rock, rock that. I, it's not it's not my job to rock Dial H's world. <laughs> <laughs> in, in in the issue though, yes, Trickster does does get uh, accused of a murder, and it does involve uh, those two gentlemen on the cover. Do you know who they are? Um, well, one is Barry Allen, but there's other two other dudes on the cover. Okay, let me make this bigger because I. Uh, Hmm. I don't know who that that first fellow is. You want me to spoil it for you? Is it a big spoil? I mean, you're going to spoil it for everyone. It's not, it's not a huge spoiler because it's it's not turbine. No, it's it's Gomez from the uh, the speed force. The, the, oh yeah, there yeah. was those dudes that were um that were trapped with Iris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's two of them. It's Albert, the Asian fellow, and Gomez, the. Uh, the guy with the football jersey, who you will notice seems a lot more fit than he did when he was in the Speed Force. See, something happened. There's something. The mm, something's in, afoot. Yeah. Something is afoot. Hmm. I know a lot of people, because um, people have commented about, because the, the Asian guy, as, as everyone refers to him, he, mm-hmm. he made some comment in, in 16. Yes. Um, so peop, a lot of people, and I, you know, obviously you're not going to, comment on it but a lot of people are like like who i, I think he's going to be reverse flash since we we're going to have a new reverse flash coming up someone that's not 
one of the reverse flashes from before. Well, I can't tell yeah, you. No, yeah, I don't want you to tell you. So I'm just saying, you know, don't, I don't want you to comment. Well, you, but, you but they, I'm, I'm not going to say one way or the other because they, either one of those fellows very well could be the new, the new reverse flash. But you will see on the cover, they're clearly not, right? Yeah, because reverse flash isn't here. So, so, yet, so starting yet. out, at, at the very least, starting out, uh, um, Albert is riding a supercharged Segway, I think, on the cover. Yeah, some, some big crazy looking thing. Yeah. Um, if you remember what what he was able to do in 16, he he was able to get the tank working, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you want to hear what their what their uh what their names are? That's a spoiler also. Okay. They have, they have superhero names. Okay. Um Albert's superhero name is Turbocharger. Okay. He, he chose it himself. <laughs> well, I'll I'll okay, go ahead. And and Gomez's name is Sprint. Okay. So, because it does look like he's got some some speed force lines or veins going on his arm, some juju, yeah, yeah some, some speed force juju, something there. That's mm-hmm. the that's the thing. It's like you become a superhero. It's like there's there's no names to take. Like, well, yeah, I mean, is, and sometimes you don't pick good names. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why you had the Flash, the Flash, Kid Flash, right? And Flash. There was three Flashes before Barry, yeah. Jay, and and Impulse. Yeah. All yeah, kinds I, of names. I like the Impulse better than Kid Flash. You should have stayed Impulse. Yeah, you don't like the name Turbocharger? <laughs> hey, Turbocharger, let's let's go out for pizza. <laughs> well, it's better, is it better than Albert? She just called himself Albert? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Turbocharger. Like, <laughs> although the, the one name I don't like, like so much is War Machine. Yeah. You know, it's a machine Iron for War. Machine. What about that? MODOC? Yeah, that, that stands for something. That's true. Machine something destruction death or whatever. Uh, only f- for killing. Only for killing. Yeah, I can't remember either. Yeah, I could look it up, but I won't. Yeah, that's, that's someone true. else can tell you. I, I used to know. My brain used to be full of all sorts of comic book knowledge, and now it's just not. Because yeah, now you're working on it, so it's like it's slowly eroded. I yeah. just you can't you know you you only have so much hard drive space in your brain, you know, mm-hmm. and it gets full. But then there's questions like how much of our brain are we actually using? You know, there's uh, that. You know, blame the manufacturer, though. I mean, you know, we didn't set up, you know, we're just working with what we got, you know. Okay, here's the thing that, that kind of bothered me, and, and this has nothing to do with, with anything you're working on. But in the, the last Batgirl um, that Ray Fox wrote, it mentioned that Barbara Gordon has, how do you say it? I, 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 I can't even say it. E-I-D-I-C? Edic, Edic, what? Basically, she she can recall. It's like she has photographic memories, is what they're saying, or something like that. It's like right. when when did that happen? Did, I don't remember her ever having that. So you feel like it's a retcon that you don't appreciate? It just feels like that. And is it, it, eidetic? It, yeah, eidetic? That, that's that's the word I was I was yeah. stumbling over. But it's like I, I don't remember. I mean, I don't even think I don't know if, if it's ever been mentioned in the series. And so, you know, here, here's Gail Simone writing the entire series and then, you know, Ray Fox comes in, which, you know, no offense to him because I'm, I'm looking forward to Constantine, Constantine, whatever. Um, and, you know, I, I did a phone interview with him and you know, he seems pretty cool. I've never met him. But it's like all of a sudden, it's like she, now she's got this photographic memory. It's like that's just 
seems too well, too convenient and because the whole thing with with like Dick Grayson where in the, the zero issue and this is Kyle that, that came up with this where um you know he, he's got that that ability where he can read people it's like almost almost like he has uh Cassandra Cain's powers yeah but i mean <laughs> what so that's always frustrating um, because you know, like you can't keep writing the same things over and over again. So sometimes you got to come up with new wrinkles, you know. And and but it almost seems like it's it's making like here we're we're gonna make things a little easier. Now you know Barbara Gordon's supposed to do all the stuff. Now she's got a photograph memory, so make her job as a you know whatever detective crime fighter easier. With with, with Nightwing, I can kind of see that as um. You know, as a a trapeze artist or whatever, you need to be able to read your partner's body movement. You know, if it's if it's all about the body language, you need to be able to read that because you need to know when they're about to jump or release or whatever. And you have to you know time your movement. So I I can kind of get that that you know he he trained for that. But even with with that, and you know, I'll I'll say this to Kyle's face if if he was here, but it's like how many was the thirteenth? It was after the twelfth issue, right when the zeros came out. Mm-hmm. I think so. It's like you know, a year in, and all of a sudden, zero issue. We, we find out about this ability, and then here with Batgirl, it's you know, sixteen issues, and then all of a sudden, she's got this ability. That's all I'm saying. I, I hear what you're saying. I do. Um, unfortunately, you know, comics aren't planned seven years ahead. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. a lot of times, you're you. It's like jazz, and you're. You're doing things on the fly a little bit. It's just the nature of monthly publishing, you know. There's deadlines. There's, you know. So I, I don't judge people too harshly when stuff like that happens because I, I know what the inner workings of you know creating a monthly comic book is like, and it's not easy, you know. Um, and there's also a financial component, you know. Yeah. It would have been easy for you know someone to say before we launch the new Fifty Two, let's stop doing comics for six months while we develop every single title. You know what I mean, like. It, that's easy to say, but financially, DC Entertainment can't afford to do that, you know? So, stuff like that's going to happen. I mean, we we all know that there's things in the DC New 52 that we're not sure of, like what happened and what didn't happen. I mean, there's elements, questions to this day, and, and slowly over time, they get answered, you know? Mm-hmm. Could it have been done better? Anything could have been done better, of course. You know, could there have been more planning? Of course. But you know what? 52 issues you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's a that's a lot of work i'm so i'm looking at on on a dc comics page so uh, under the solicit for flash 18 like some of the comments i don't know i'm, I'm sure you look at these comments all the time mm, sometimes um because like the first one is like does anyone know if manipul is take just taking a break from the flash or if his leave is permanent not that i oppose marcio takara on art but i just want to know where he'll be so I think everyone knows. Well, they you, know now. You said that, yeah. Um, see, someone says, finally, the Flash gets a crossover. Not what I expected, but we'll see. Yeah, I would, I would, keep, I would temper those expectations crossover-wise to, to those out there. It's not like your traditional crossover. I will warn people of that. Okay, here's a comment. When Grodd pulled out his hand, I still feel freaked out. What's that mean? 
Oh, when Grod, when Grod rips off uh, Trickster. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Pulled pulled out his hand, pulled, ripped off his arm. Okay, I, I think there's a there's a bit of a grammar issue with that post. Gan uh, Shannon, whoever you are, <laughs> <laughs> he's a top commenter on the DC Comics, um, apparently. Um, well, so he's he's you know you know what he's uh, he's busy entitled, commenting. He's and a, he's entitled to an off day. Yeah, you know? he's he's contributing so much he didn't have time to fix that. Um, Here's another one. Rumor is Wally's going to pop up anyway, which makes no sense if there's already a kid flash unless he's going to be grown. How tired are you hearing? Where's Wally? I'm sure um, people still know, do it, right? There's no way There's no way to answer that. Hold on a second. There's something going on on my computer. Like, that's kind of a no-win question. You know what I mean? Like you're totally Kobayashi marooing me. I'm just, I'm just saying. Think, no, I mean – Let's listen from my perspective. If I say yes, I'm tired of it, then I'm, I come up you know, as an intolerant bastard. I well, I think people if I know. Say I'm not tired of it. Then all I'm doing is encouraging more people to ask me about Wally. I I, th- I think it's clear. I think people know that it's not you. It's not you and Francis saying no. We we you don't want Wally. We're not going to use him. I, th- I think it, they know that it's. Then that, why why ask if you if you think that we're not responsible? Then why ask us? I don't know. People do that. Well, maybe they don't know. Then maybe I don't know. But I, I, I think from 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 where I'm at, and I've never heard any official thing or anything. But I always believed that it was you know Dan DeDio is the one making statements. Like he's the one that's saying that you know they're not gone, they're not erased. You know someday this or that. And I believe that. I so. believe that. But think about it. I mean, we're on issue what seventeen. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's still early on in this new 52. Uh, people need to stop being ADD, you know, MTV generation, blah, 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 blah. Like, give things a chance. Well, you know I, mean, I mean, that that's what I said. I, I was like, because this is what I assume DC is doing for the foreseeable future. They're not going to, you know, reboot. Re, they're, they're, they're not going back. And I, I think people are finally done saying, you know, they're going to change things back. So I, I don't think you can at this point. No, there's no, there's no trap doors, back doors, no... Yeah. No outs. So this is it. This is it. So it's possible, and I don't want this. You know, obviously, I'm you know like everyone else. I want Wally back right away, but I could see it being you know maybe five years or you know somewhere down the road because since Barry is relatively new still, I I think you know the idea, editorial idea or whatever is that we need to see Wally or we need to see Barry develop, find out who he is, let him have his chance before. You know, just drawing. And, uh, you know what? I think if you look at the sales figures um, for Flash, I, I know there is a very vocal, very passionate Wally fan base out there. But um, it's not like the sales have been diminished by the fact that it's Barry, because there's plenty of people who like Barry. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I just you know. It bothers me when people say, "Oh, everyone wants Wally," because that's not true. If everyone wanted Wally, then this Flashbook wouldn't sell at all. Yeah, you know, I think I think most people would like to have Wally back, also. But um, everyone should just you know relax. I think all good things come to those who wait. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think Barry Barry fans can be happy, and Wally fans can ultimately be happy. Just, you know, maybe not in issue 18 or 19. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now 19, the solicit says, what is the latest and greatest threat to the Flash and all those closest to him? 
Yeah, well, I will I will preface that solicitation by uh, with the fact that the second half of the issue eighteen story takes place in nineteen. So, in addition to this, what is the what did you say? What did you say? The threat, the greatest threat to the Flash and all those closest to him. Right. So that does occur. And if you were a, I guess, an educated guesser and had been following solicits and all the things that have been put out there in the uh, universe, you would know what that threat is. I'm not going to say, but uh, it's also the second half of the trickster story. Hmm. That's an interesting cover. This this is the WTF cover. Yes. So it looks like. Are we what, calling it what the fudge? Is that what we're calling it? Um, there is a, a a video clip going around um, from Modern Family. Uh-huh. I don't know if you ever watch the show. I, I've seen a couple episodes. I don't, I don't watch it. I don't remember the guy's name, but the dad, I guess, where he mm-hmm. he was he was trying to be cool dad or something like that, and he said he he knew all the the lingo, and he he referred to it as why the face. Why the face? Yeah. And um, someone on Twitter said, uh, "What did they say? Like like wow, that's fun or something like that." I'm going to say what the fudge. That's what I'm going to use. Yeah. So we have this scene of destruction in the background. It's like yes. all this stuff. We see Flash, Barry, uh, holding a dude, which maybe kind of looks like. I'm not really sure. Um, he's a little bloody. Doesn't you don't look, know who that is? I think I know who it is. I, I'm not, am I supposed to know who it is? Cause I don't, you, should, you should know who it is uh, if you... If you if you looked at the cover for 18. The cover for 18. What's, what's the cover for 18? Cover for 18. There's no one wearing a hoodie like that. Oh, is it? Oh, I guess it is. Okay, so then I guess that means that on Flash 19, that's turbocharger. It's so it would seem. Okay, I see. Yeah, now the, 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 the coloring is a little different. Maybe. Maybe yeah, cause, cause yeah. Well, one's affected the, like by moody blue lighting, yeah. the dark sort of ominous. I thought it was someone else, and I won't say who. But then, what? What? What are these weird pink wisps that Barry's looking at? I don't see any of those. We we we'll have to wait till May to find out. I guess it's it I is. Don't know. No, not, I have not May. No idea what you're talking about. There's April. No, I, what? Mm, I don't know what. April. Hmm. And it, it's weird. You guys drew a cover, and you didn't draw um, Barry's other leg. What the fudge? He's like, where's my my foot go? Uh, actually, no, that's that's probably the the shock is that he he lost his boot. He's running I'm, around. I'm pretty sure that um, there's a precedent for the incomplete uh, hero figure in the '90s. I, if I'm not mistaken, there was plenty of covers where feet weren't around and hands. yeah, that's that's I I was gonna go there, but I was I was like because. You you don't see you don't really see Barry's other foot either because it's it's behind Turbocharger's leg, but you can see his his feet. Wait. So maybe there's something going on. Um, you totally have a scoop. No one else knows that uh, he's called Turbocharger. Oh, Total yeah. scoop. I should put, I, is this cast before or after the book comes out? This is cast before. Oh, wow! Look at that. The, the book came out. Spoiler. So we're gonna have to embargo this. Spoiler. Let's see. So um, this should be out. What's the date? The the 20th. Yeah, it should be a week before this book comes out. Okay. Forget so, everything I said. So 30 minutes in. Let's see. <laughs> People catch that. Yeah. Um, 
there is a comment. So looking at these comments here, I, I don't, the first two comments don't make sense, but someone said, if you look at the red lighting emanating from the right side of cover, it's obvious as reverse flash. So that's what they think. I don't see any red lights. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, let's go to 20 while we're here. All right. So this, these just came out. Um, this is May 22nd. Mm-hmm. It says an all new flash epic begins here. Not an all new The Flash epic. An all new Flash epic begins here. And the stakes have never been higher as Barry races toward a confrontation with. Is that, is that S T E A K or S T A K E? S T A K E. The stakes have never been higher as Barry races toward a confrontation with the reverse flash. See, reverse hit there does not capitalize. It's just the reverse flash. I don't know what the company line on that is. So reverse flash doesn't get a capital T. I think you're being a stickler right now. That's my job, I guess. I guess. Um, So issue 20 appears to be about reverse flash. What? That's what it says right here. What does it say? I just read it. You weren't even listening. An all-new Flash epic begins here. But not, but not the reverse Flash. I, I guess. I heard you. Raise it towards a confrontation with the reverse Flash. Yes. So, hmm. Because um, then we have this really cool cover. So yes. Looking at this. Where it looks like someone is punching them at high speeds. Why would he do that? Because, I don't know. It should be called Mean Flash. Mean reverse flash. Hmm. Interesting. And then the comments here. Yes. Reverse flash. Woo. And then someone <laughs> someone said, bring on the, what? H-S-A-L-F. I have I'm no sorry? idea. I don't even know what that means. Bring on, on the, say it again. Bring on the. H-S-A-L-F. I don't know. What this this guy H-S- is just H S A L F. Yeah, and it's a capital F. H S A L capital F. All one word. It's flash reversed, by the way. It's back. Ah, uh, I get it. Yeah, I see that. Because yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, Zach Kastner, you got me there. He's another <laughs> top commenter. So, so he's he's earned that. Yeah, yeah, he got you. Okay. So um, what's interesting about so going back to 19, the WTF month, is mm-hmm. I notice according to the solicit, it's still 2.99. But okay. you know, if, if all these comics this month are, are having these, they're they're basically gatefold covers, right? That's I don't what, know what you're talking about. Is that what they call them? I don't know. Jeez. Okay. It's not like the people I'm talking about. Because <laughs> I'm I'm just looking at it's like the cost. It's like we're 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 getting that extra. I don't know that that I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. What they should do is charge. I remember when Marvel used to do gatefold covers, and they would have like all the the recap and bios and and stuff all in there. But then I guess it got too expensive. I don't know. Doesn't Marvel charge four dollars for their comic? But that they don't they don't do those anymore. But they still charge four dollars, don't they? Charge a dollar more. DC charges four dollars for some of their stuff. Do they? Yeah, and then they give you the backup. But not for Flash. No, because Flash has no backup. He doesn't need backup. Because he's so fast. Yeah. He's his own backup. Yeah. All right, let's talk um, Black Bat. Black Bat, yes. This is Dynamite. So this is the 
coming out in May. Dynamite. And so now we know. Um, I, I just lost his name. What's Ronan? Yeah. It's um, Ronan Cluquet. I've never heard his name said out loud, so I hope I'm not saying it incorrectly. I would say Ronan Cluquet. Ronan, Ronan the Accuser. Cluquet. Okay. Yeah, his it's looking good. He's uh, he's got a bunch of pages done, and I'm really liking it. All right, because um, I don't think we we really talked about this on a podcast before. Um, no, I don't think so. And now, how did you get involved? Did you did they come up to you? Did you come up to them? Did and and did you say, hey, there is this this old character that's no one's using the Black Bat. I want to write him. Or did they say, hey, we, there's this old character that's no one's using. We want you to write him. Or do you want to write? I've uh, I've known Nikki for a while. Um, Nikki and I go way back. And Nick, Nikki's uh, uh, the what president? I'm sorry, uh, uh, Nick Barucci. Yeah. yeah, the president M- of Mr. Dynamite, as I call him. Dynamite. Now. Um, yeah, I've known him for for quite some time, and um, we had been wanting to uh, work together. Um, I originally I had colored a whole bunch of uh, stuff for them in the early to mid two thousands. And uh, we got along famously and uh, our friends. And uh, so um, we've been looking for something to work on together. And um, so he had presented me with uh, some options. You know, what do you think of this property? What do you think of that property? Would you, you know, uh, is there a take that you have for X character, Y character? And um, so uh, one of them was the Black Bat. And so I was like, hmm, I didn't know anything about it. Um so I did my research, and uh, I kind of dug it. I mean, it's a, it's a pulp, he's a pulp character from the 30s. He, it's arguable that he predates Batman. Um, clearly, he is much lesser known, and uh, his origin uh, has been uh, in, has inspired more than one character. Um, but I thought uh, I could come up with a take that, uh, that I would want to see, um, and... So I said, "Hey, I'll, I'll, I have a take on Black Bat. What do you think?" And uh, he dug it, and uh, so we decided, "Let's do this thing." Um, you know, I have no interest in just writing a Batman story and calling it Black Bat. That's not what this is about. And uh, you know, I read the internets, and I saw after the announcement, the you know interweb loves to sort of immediately dismiss something and use foul language and dismiss things and say negative things. Uh, but uh, I assure those of you who even have the slightest interest in getting the Black Bat that it is not a retread of Daredevil or Punisher or Batman. Uh, there's a complex story at work, and uh, there's some themes I'm exploring that I think uh, make it unique and not those other characters so even though there, there are some things that are clearly uh there are some elements of his origin that will be familiar it's not because i'm ripping those people off it's because i'm trying to stay as true as i can to the original character um there's no point in calling him the black bat if i erase everything that um makes it seem like um copying characters that came after him you know mm-hmm. so uh you know so you know i'm just basically I have my own take and I'm trying to be respectful of the source material while still uh, giving uh, the reader something new and hopefully different enough that they don't accuse me after reading it <laughs> of rehashing uh, these other characters. So then the the covers, you got covers by J. Scott Campbell. Yes. So 
I think people are familiar with him. Um, Joe Benitez. Joe B. Um, Ardian Saif. Saif. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Billy Tan. Oh yeah. And Marcos Martin. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm digging the covers. What do you think? Which one's your favorite? You're not going to answer. <sighs> I guess if I had, uh, it would be Saif's. Okay, let me see. That's. Um. Yeah, that that's the, that's the where I, he's taking on all the guys. Yeah, although I will say, um, it's not. It's not a literal thing because uh, the character of Black Bat is not uh, a homicidal maniac. So the fact that he's shooting a dude in the face on the cover, I think, is just sort of a uh, ticket as just a, an element of a cover. You know, I mean, it's not that I had a conversation with the artist uh, beforehand. Um, he's he's not a cold blood killer, so in the book you won't see him shooting anybody in the face from Jump Street. <laughs> and then, so it's interesting. I don't know. I don't remember hearing about this much, but the Marcus Martin is a subscription only variant. If you're asking for any more details, you will have to ask Nick. Yeah, I'm just saying that, that <laughs> I, I don't remember. I don't know if they've done that before because I, I know they, they do a lot of the, you know, multiple covers and they'll do sure. like the dealer incentive covers and, you know, this and that and all that. So it, it's interesting. I mean, they, they all look great. What I don't think, and I, I mentioned it when I posted this, because um, I don't know if, if, it was really emphasized in the 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 announcement that you actually came up with the design i did i did um we went through several iterations and and uh, different artists uh tried their hand at uh, coming up with the design and actually my my earlier designs were very much uh they were much less like the classic black bat um at first i was straying away from the cape um, and making him more of like a more soldiery, more sort of like uh, black ops, like realistic. And then uh, the more, but the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, I don't want to turn my back on the original, uh, you know, the original look and feel of him. Even though, I mean, clearly, you know, it is, you know, inspired. Uh, it did inspire the Batman costume, uh, so. You know, I just uh, I decided to sort of embrace uh, the, those elements, which is why he's got a cape. It's not because I'm trying to make him look like Batman or Moon Knight or anybody else. It's because the original Black Bat had that cape. He actually also had fins. I believe he had the fins on on the gloves before um, Batman did. Okay, because I'm looking on our our database. I mean, if if people can find a Black Bat page, um, he has like a like completely blue outfit. And well, I think that's black. It's just oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It, you know that, that whole blue blue black kind of thing. Yeah, and um, he he doesn't look that that intimidating, and and <laughs> he did have guns though. But yeah, so. but you know the the guns to me are a story point. I mean, p- part of the story is really about um, him trying to find. You know, he's trying to make amends for his past wrongs, and while doing so. Um, he clearly uh, breaks the law and uh, is a vigilante of sorts. But uh, for him, it's about uh, deciding where that line is. You know. Um, Actually, why, why don't you um, describe the character? I mean, people should have read it when I posted it. But you know, who is the Black Bat? Uh, Black Bat is Tony Quinn. Now, in the original uh, source material, he was uh, a lot more similar to uh, what the the um, uh, Two Face character. 
Uh, he was a prosecuting attorney who, who uh, gets acid thrown in his face by uh, Oliver Snade, who's the uh, the local bad guy. Uh, and it actually happens in the courtroom, which you probably can't imagine somebody throwing acid in the face of <laughs> of somebody in a courtroom today. But uh, you know, in 1933 or whatever, uh, I guess you could. Uh, and so basically, he goes blind, and that sounds probably familiar to you as well. Um, but he goes blind, and um, this woman, Carol Baldwin, uh, appears to him, and she has a way of giving him his sight back. And so in the original, it, it's actually, if I'm not mistaken, it's her father's eyes are transplanted into uh, into him so he can see again. So it's an eye transplant that he undergoes. Uh, and so then basically he uh, gets his eyesight back and decides to fight crime. That's the uh, the original version. Um I wanted to go another way because uh, I like redemption stories and, and I like stories that sort of blur uh, the lines of morality. I mean, classic heroes in the you know in the 30s and 40s they were just straight good guy through and through, even though they'd have guns and they'd be more than happy to shoot you if you were a bad guy. So oddly enough, like that's something that today we can't get our minds around is <laughs> just blasting on a bad guy. But uh, back then they could. Um, anyway, so. Uh, Tony Quinn, in in my version, is a uh, defense attorney. He's like a, a, a lawyer to the mobs, the mob, you know. Uh, so he he's basically taking blood money to defend these criminals, and he's good at it. And until they ask him to commit murder, and uh, he, says he no. refuses. He says no. He says I am not going to commit murder for you. I no, no thanks. I'll take your blood money and I'll defend you, even though I know you're guilty. But I. I ain't killing you. That's where I draw the line. So Oliver Snake gets pissed off and cuts out his eyes with a pocket knife. That's not nice. No, it's not. No, not at all. <laughs> so um, Carol appears and uh, she has a way for him to get his sight back. And uh, basically he accepts because he wants to um, undo all the wrong he has done. So for him it's about um, redemption, about catching the bad guys that he set free. So what's interesting here on, on the, the wiki page on Comic Vine, um, I guess he was known as The Mask for a while. Yeah. So he, it, was, he was actually originally conceived as The Tiger. Are you being serious? Or are you? Yeah, absolutely. Before, before it was first printed, like when it was still in the, you know, the developmental stage, um, he was The Tiger. And I guess uh, one of the publisher or somebody wanted to make him uh, a bat instead. Okay, because what, what someone wrote here says, while they had created the character first, they worked out a deal with DC and changed his name to The Mask. But then, no, not really, because there, there was a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of um, I think maybe later publications, because there's a whole bunch of pulps where he's the black bat straight up. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't have yours. Wait, it says. Um, it says they changed his last name to Colby also at some point. Yeah, that was later. And well, there's also a, a German comic, and I believe in the German comic he was not called the Black Bat; he was called uh, the Mask. And he also had a different last name, and Carol had a different last name. These these were some. Uh, uh, they actually had like 900 issues of this uh, German version of the Black Bat. Wow. Yeah, and I think that's from the early 50s. I don't know. That must not be in our database then, so people need to get on that because according to his page, he's only been in 29 issues, which that can't be right. 
uh, I think he was in about 50 or 60 pulps and then in like 900 German comics. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So now, now how much uh, of, of this, so, you know, you're, you're taking some of the original elements, but then what, you know, what about like, like villains and, and I, I know you're still in a you know, early stage of, you know, mapping things out and all that. So it's like how basically how much is like you and how much is like source material themes and stuff like that? Um, well, I mean, I mean let's be honest. A, a lot of the, the, the older uh, materials are, are very um, straightforward. You know, they have very uh, black and white characters, uh, black and white villains. Um, there's not a lot of gray area and, you know, usually things, things, happen in the way that all those stories happen, you know, with the bad guys committing a wrong and the, and the good guys beating them. And, and so, you know, uh, I read a number of the black bat, uh, pulps and, uh, have done some research and read some of the comics. And, uh, I didn't want to go that way because uh, we're more sophisticated as, as, uh, readers. So, um, I guess my version is probably a lot more like the wire <laughs> than, uh, than the, the old pulps. But the characters, uh, you know, uh, Tony Quinn, Carol Baldwin, Oliver Snate. Um, let's see. Uh, there's going to be a character uh, named McGrath. He's he's a he's the main uh, one of the main police. Uh, the the commissioner. There's a commissioner in it. Um, so you know, there's several characters who uh, uh, will have the same functions in my version as they had in the other. But uh, in terms of specifically, I'm going to try to have some no- nods uh, to to stuff that happened before. But um, I just think I just felt for for a comic book of 2013, uh, I was very limited in the, in what I can pull from the source material, and still make, so I can you know it wouldn't be contemporary and fresh. Uh, and I'm already up already up against you know these immediate accusations of ripping off Batman and Daredevil, so. Um, I had to go in, I think, uh, probably a a bit of a departure from the original. And uh, this is going to take place in current time? Yes, it is a modern telling. Because it's interesting, like I said, you know, Dynamite uh, with the, the Flash Gordon series that they, and I, which I'm glad they did, they, they went, they, that takes place in like the original time, you know, right. like whatever. So I, I think that's kind of neat, but. Yeah. Well, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the, the dy- that dynamite book—that's that's in the past, right? The the masks. Uh, I I think so. I I I think I read the first issue because yeah, now I realize like like yeah, black bats in there. So it's like yeah. So so this has nothing really nothing to do with uh, those original ones. Like I'm pretty sure those are true to the 30s and 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 you know they 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 inhabit that world. Um, I wasn't interested in doing that. You know. That, that wasn't something I was interested in writing, so um, so I, I just chose to make it a you know a modern telling. And in your world, are there other superheroes? No, not yet. Nope, 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 nope. But you know, now oh. that that we have this this mass vigilante, you know, other ones are going to start start popping up because that's well, how it actually, always. Well, thematically. Um, I mean, I'm, I am making a statement about vigilantism and the creation of a hero, um, and it ties into who will ultimately be the villain of the story. I can't, I can't go into great details, but um, it's a take on the concept of uh, of heroes and vigilantism, 
that that is a little more real world. I mean, obviously there is some suspension of disbelief, but um, you just have to read it, and, and and I hope people will give it a chance because it's not going to you know all unfold in issue one. It's going to take uh, a little while for the entire story to reveal itself, and and the sort of master villain who's pulling the strings has a plan that. Uh, nobody will really know about until until it's revealed later on and upon reflection it'd be like oh damn you know so i just hope that uh, that people give it a shot because uh i think they will like it <laughs> i'm you know i'm gonna check it out i can't can't wait um you want to do some questions yeah might as well you know you, you i know you you like these these type of questions so, um, okay, here's a, and I, I didn't pre-read these, maybe I, I should have, um, wait, where'd that one question go? Okay, Dave17, she, he, he says, I've just started getting into comics and I've started collecting some trades from the New 52. I literally have no comic book stores nearby. I was just wondering, how will the death of the family be collected? I assume they will, and, and to make... To make this clear, what I should say to people, you know, in case they're they're new to this show, these questions are not directed to you. They are directed to me, but it's kind of fun when you answer some of them too, because I don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. Yeah, I pretty much have none of the answers. So <laughs> um, I'm so, real helpful. So he he says, um, I assume they will release each title individually. Then maybe a huge collected edition with every death of the family. I would just say Batman and Nightwing. Um, I'll uh, I'll just buy Batman Nightwing. Will the story still be readable? So, I know the um, they're releasing the uh, Night of the Owls hardcover. I think it comes out. I don't know if it's this week or next week. I am, um, and I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I got a copy of it because when I went to New York for Toy Fair, I, I visited the DC office, and so they they gave me a copy of the hardcover, and um. I'm pretty sure they released the the Night of the Owls Batman hardcover, but they they released a hardcover that has all the tie-ins in there. I need to read that because I'm kind of curious to see how it all fits together. You know, because it's it they don't I don't think they really flowed together. I, and I think it starts off with like All Star Western the, mm. the, the those those crossovers. So with um, and I I think I ask scott on this because he he jumped on our podcast before which was kind of funny because he he kind of invited himself um when james robinson was supposed to be on i just tweeted that he wasn't going to make it so you know people wouldn't um keep asking you know sending in questions because i couldn't answer him and then so scott i guess said he wanted to do it but um because what's going to be weird is the way all like the issue 16 books ended they all kind of ended the same way, whereas like a big cliffhanger in, that concluded in Batman 17. So like when those are collected, it's going to be like, sorry, you don't get to see what happens. Right. So, um, but I'm, I'm sure they'll release them separately and then do a big one because why wouldn't they? I mean, it, you know, way to make more money, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any answers for you. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it'll, it'll, in multiple ways, it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be put forth. Yeah, you know, something you know, someone might not like it one way, so they'll they'll do it another way. Um, Muy Jingo um, says, "When has when was Superman being a super genius introduced?" Because I never liked that. I like Batman being smart and Superman as Batman pushed himself to everything he was capable 
of while Superman was an everyman with superpowers. I thought that setup was more interesting. With his advanced Kryptonian intellect, he makes an awful lot of mistakes. He should be capable of everything that Batman is, yet he isn't. Also, Power Girl is a Kryptonian, but advanced... Go ahead. Can I uh, jump in there? Yeah. I mean, don't you think that uh, intelligence isn't... uh isn't necessarily the end-all be-all like there's judgment and the ability to apply your knowledge like that's super intellect doesn't necessarily mean that you have good judgment or that you'll be clever or you know uh things like that i think batman um isn't just smart but he's savvy and clever and wise and you know all those things yeah so um, I don't think I don't think Superman was ever dumb. I mean, it's not like he was just a, a dumb muscle guy. I think they just never really focused on it. But, um, you know, I, I'd, I think it's cool. I think it's fine that he has an advanced intellect. They have all this technology that we don't. So why wouldn't he be? But see, he, Kryptonians may have that that technology, but Superman, I guess he he in a fortress of solitude. Which I don't know if we've really fully seen how he got everything, where it all came from. You know, all this Kryptonian stuff. Uh, but that wouldn't necessarily make him smarter, but the other hand, well, if got the genetic makeup to understand it, there's, there's that, I guess, but it, I guess it goes back to like, you know, a, a person's brain capacity and if they're actually utilizing it to, you know, their full potential, you know, that would right. be another thing. But then also if Superman gains his powers, you know, from the sun, does, does that mean because he, he's super strong does that mean his brain is super smart? You know, does, does it have to be that way? But is it because of the sun, or is it is it possible that it's just Kryptonian physiology? Well, it's like you know, he, I, his his strength is is because of the sun. It's not necessarily. Bec- although I'm, I, t- I'm talking about his intellect. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm trying to see if if there's a relation between the two. He's strong because of the sun. You know, he can do he can move super quickly because of the sun. Does that mean he can think super fast? You know, is he a, capable of of understanding more because he's super? So if his body's super, that means his brain is super. You, you know, you know, you should ask who Grant Morrison. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> here's the thing. I I, I did an interview with him, so you know, I, I I recorded it. I love his accent. Love hearing him talk. But there are some points of the interview where, it, and just over the recording. I was like rewinding it. It's like, what was, what did he just say there? And uh, I, I don't know what kind of answer I'd get if I asked him that, but it's like the other thing, does he have like super sweat? I don't think he sweats. I, I, I guess. I mean, is, is he, why would, his, why would his body need to be cooled down? Well, what Grant Morrison said in, in super gods, that his, his novel, he says that the Superman doesn't go to the bathroom. He doesn't poop. That's awesome. I want to be Superman just because of that. He says because you know, his his body processes the food so efficiently that there's no waste. Wow. So he would say like over like a you know years or whatever evolution like Superman would have no anus because there'd be no need for it. So court. Well, what, what what about for for you know for pleasure? I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe Kryptonians don't do that. <laughs> So, so, so that, that's that's something that if if I ask Grant Morrison, that's what he would say. My big question, which I I need to ask a a Superman writer, um, so Superman's a man of steel, you know, he, he bullets will bounce off of him. Does that mean 
if you were to like the brush up against him or, or like for Lois to hold his hand, would his hand be like rock hard? I don't think so. Because then, then I, I know he, and, you know, a lot of people say he has that force field, like that, that, you know, real yes. thin, super close to his body. That's why like his costume doesn't um, get burnt or ripped, but his, his cape can burn. Right. But it's like, right. so is, is it the force field and is it like a reactionary thing? You know, like if a bullet comes and hits him, does the force feel like all of a sudden get like super, you know, strong or, or solid or whatever. But if Lois is going to, you know, give him a, a kiss on the cheek, it, it's going to feel like normal, you know, flesh. So I can't, I, answer, I can't answer any of that. Why not, man? Well, I, can, I, I think that it would feel normal. Otherwise, how could his, how can he maintain a secret identity? Pair of glasses. <laughs> All right, let's move on from Superman. Um, uh, do you guys consider the Batman Superman fight in the Dark Knight Returns a win for Batman? Sure, why not? A win's a win, no matter how you get there. Because there are many people saying it was not a win, which confuses the hell out of I already, me. I already answered. I answered. He <laughs> it's a win. He won. That's it. Because <laughs> if I hit someone in a weakened state with a frying pan and knock them out, I've I've you still, still won. won. You, you could, I mean, it, um, it wasn't fair, but you still won. Okay, that's what that's what we jingle. So I think you guys are on the, the same page. <laughs> um, what do you think? See, this is why I like answering these questions with you because. Uh, <laughs> um, what do you think about having a podcast for members of community each week, month? One might great. I'm all for it. You he, can have them have them answer questions, right? Yeah, okay, because he says, one of my favorite things about Divine is the community ties. And, I mean, that's why I, I, we're sitting here answering their questions because, you know, uh, we I, I love it. Um, it says, I think it would be cool to hear from the community, answer questions, and chip in. Maybe it could be a paid member's privilege. I think that's a good idea. I say you do it. Uh, I'll, even, I'll even talk to them. I'll talk to them. I mean, we, we could do that, but I'm, I'm thinking of the, the logistics, like trying to make it happen. Because well, okay, you need to use some of that CBS. Is CBS is that the company that owns you guys? Yeah, yeah. Use the CBS bucks. No, I mean it. It could be done, but I'm saying like just making it happen. It's and I, I, we only get. We're not like unlimited deep pockets here. I mean, I know, but I, you know, I have a, special, a budget. You should you should do it like for a special occasion. Maybe do it at a convention. Maybe do it at some. You know, it can be done, man. Yeah, it, it could be done, but you. It, it would there there's there's certain there's pros and cons of doing it. You know what? I'm gonna say this right now for all the fans. At WonderCon, Tony personally is gonna make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> no. Oh, wait, how I'm I can't podcast at WonderCon. I'm not gonna have any podcast equipment. What do you mean? You've got a recorder, right? I, I have a little like pocket digital recorder. <laughs> you got a pocket you gotta okay, so do it on a camera. And anybody who wants to be involved, you tell them to meet you at X place at Y time and line up, and they can ask their questions. All right, you just, just let me know what your your what hotel you're staying at, room number, and I'll have a meet there. You know what? I have a feeling that uh, that you're not for this. I I'm, I'm just saying, legit. You know how busy I am during these conventions. It's like yeah, I, you hang around, you hang around my table and do nothing. Oh yeah, right. I you weren't <laughs> even at your table. <laughs> I, I was that that last day. I, I took like like six hundred cosplay pictures or something like that, and yeah. and you were like, I and even I even bought you I even bought you coffee. The vantage point of my table. Did did I not buy you? Co- yeah, that's right. People <laughs> walk by and I'd be like, hey, <laughs> stop! But I even bought you coffee, man. You did no. I'm I'm not. I would never disparage Tony G. Okay. 
All right. Moving on. Bob's a nub. If you could bring back one comic book creator who sadly passed away to make one five to six issue story arc limited series, who would he or she be and what comic would it be? Can, can I bring back the good Frank Miller to do another <laughs> Batman? <laughs> what happened to good Frank Miller? <laughs> he died. I, I've actually been reading. Um, I, I read the first first volume. Uh, you're joking. We know that. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I read the first volume of the Frank Miller Daredevil um, trade. So it, it's 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 interesting to to see how Daredevil is such a different character back then. Mm-hmm. And you know, Mark Wade's it's great, but it, it's it's so different, like so lighthearted compared to to back then. Well, everything's heavier now, you know. We, we, we've all been in, influenced by the Dark Knight, you know what I'm saying? But no, it's like the opposite, though, because the the Frank Miller. I'm, I'm trying to think. I think that was bef- yeah, that was before Dark Knight. I think it was like late '70s, like early '80s. Yeah, and it was it was little, not necessarily gritty, but it was grittier than what it is now. Really? I think oh, I so. Yeah. I haven't really been up uh, up to date on uh, Daredevil, and I know everyone says the the Wade run Daredevil is awesome. And at some point, I'm going to get a trade and read it because I've heard only good thing things about it. Yeah. So who who would you bring? Oh, you so you said Frank Miller. Now, I, you know, how can you not like ask for like a guy like like you know Jack the King Kirby? That's what I was going to say. Um, but what yeah. would you want him to work on? Like, if you had to pick one story arc or limited series? Oh, you know, I'd make him do the Avengers. That way he gets to draw everybody. Yeah. Because I was going to go with like Fantastic Four over like New Gods. Um, yeah. But yeah, it would be interesting. Yeah, to, I'm not necessarily saying have him draw what he drew last time. I'm just saying I want him to draw the most amount of dudes. Yeah. So Avengers seems like it's the no-brainer. You don't want him drawing ladies? Well, you know, a dude in the <laughs> non-gender specific sense. Um, also, this is Bob Zanub. Do you have any favorite writers, fiction or screenwriter who never actually wrote for comics but you would be interested in seeing how they handled the medium. Shakespeare. <laughs> like Shakespeare writing what? Like um, the Avengers? Shakespeare oh, writing yeah. The Flash? What about like uh, uh, Chuck Palahniuk? What's his name? The guy who wrote Fight Club? Oh, yeah. I can't remember that guy's name. That that book was like almost identical to – that book is surprisingly short. It's like such a fast read. I'm, 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 I was very surprised by that. I'd um, like to see him do Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, right now, I just got FaceTime by my son, so uh, you may hear a child in the background. Okay. Do you need to? Uh, no, talk? you can keep it rolling. What's up, Paris? <laughs> Hello. Hey, what's going on? Uh, we're on a, a podcast, so don't curse. <laughs> Not that he would. Uh, hi, podcast people. And don't reveal any any yeah, family no secrets. Yeah, no spoilers there. No what, family uh, what secrets. What can I do for you, sir? Okay, well, I'm going to have to call you back after this is over. Um, We're almost done. I don't, I don't want to give the family recipe for how to make a couple noodles. Uh, okay. Yeah, on the podcast. So I'll call you back. All right. All right. Say bye to everyone. Bye, bye everyone. Everyone. One. 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 <laughs> All right. Bye. We'll bye. edit that. No, we won't. <laughs> I never edit these podcasts. Yeah. Well, as people notice. It's probably go on for seven hours. In seven hours. Yeah, right. Um, how much longer do you have? At this point, I you know I got another twenty minutes. Okay, fifteen um, minutes. 
Okay, so, so as we all know, Rocksteady Studios is one of the and maybe the best video game developer when it comes to licensed IPs. Let's say you could choose any character from any company to be protagonist at a next Rocksteady game with a guarantee that will have the same quality as production as Arkham City. Who would that character be? Black Bat, obviously. And how would the gameplay? Just like 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 Arkham City, since you're stealing ideas from Batman. No, I, actually, I would uh, totally uh, pattern it after that the Walking Dead um, iPhone game. Hmm. Okay, I really enjoyed that. You, did you play it? I have not. I, it's kind of, I mean, it's not a, a a video game in like the you know buttons and stuff sense. It's more like a choose your own adventure. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. It's really high production quality. You know what I learned uh, from? What did you learn from Choose Your Own Adventure? And um, I don't know if I should reveal this, but whenever you seven, uh, yeah, whenever you you go out to eat, or mm-hmm. like you're you're sitting in like a restaurant or something like that, mm-hmm. always try to have take the seat with with your back to the wall. Of course, you don't want to get shot. I, I got a knife in the back by by not not doing that. Was, I thought I thought that uh, organized crime taught you that. No, it was choose your own adventure. I was I was in like a Mexican cantina, and I got knifed in the back. Yeah, like, well. All right, don't don't do that anymore. Unless I go out to dinner with my wife, then I'm like, I don't want my wife to get knifed. But then, you gotta see it coming. Yeah. So, I guess that's that's tough. Um, see, I would like to see like a, like a Moon Knight game. I, I think that that could be interesting. That would um, be awesome. Um, what about a Flash game? Could that be done? It could be done. Just running around real fast. Why not? The game's over in like two minutes. Pay sixty bucks. It'd be, it'd be very quick. <laughs> it's like that's it. Game over. Thanks for playing. Yes. Um, Tearaway says, "Hey, G man, I was wondering if you like a lot of the new Fifty Two comics. Could do a lot better than they. Are. Wait, what? Do you feel like a lot of the new Fifty Two comics could do a lot better than they are now? Um, it it seems like they're doing well." Me, you know, like that. That touching that question. That book, The Flash, is is pretty good. But yeah. I, I, I think it's hasn't it been. Pre- I mean, it the the sales are are better now than they were before. Yes, you know, I, I can't answer questions like that, or I get I turn into like ornery Brian because mm-hmm. you know, could any anything can be done better? Yeah. You know, I mean, and also, what does better mean? Better sales, better stories. Like that's better stories is subjective. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, nothing's ever perfect, and you know they weren't perfect before. And not, not even Tony G. Yeah, you know. Although, you know, what would make them better? You know where I'm going with this, right? No, you things know what, that would make them worse. You know what? What could make the Flash better? What? Doctor Guerrero. <laughs> Which you said he would be back. Well, and then, I, then, then you, before you, the end of our run, you tried turning it on, onto before Francis. Before the end of our run, he'll be back. You, you tried saying, "Hey, Francis," and then he's like, "Oh, we'll think about it." But it's like you already committed. You, you did a, a Facebook bet, that's and just, that just shows you you can't trust me. I guess, and everyone heard it here now, so you know. So watch out. Um. Okay. Also, do you think they will have moments in the comics like? Catwoman going to Metropolis in her comic for something like, and in a Superman comic, Superman is fighting someone, and in the middle of the battle, um, he's knocked back and sees Catwoman coming out of a window and just stares at her, like, who the hell is that? But he can't go see because he's in the middle of a battle, and they don't have to have to add it to just a moment, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) 
Um, I think that'd be kind of neat if, if they did like a little, little nod. Um, cause you don't, I will, I will say, I don't think you see that a lot in DC comics. Like sometimes you, you know, you don't see it too much in Marvel now, but every once in a while, you know, you could see like, there goes Spider-Man swinging by and he's not in the story. It's like, how yeah, do you I feel mean, about that? I think it's cool. I think it takes an awful lot of, uh, uh, uh organization, you know, uh, you know, you have to sort of set it up and it's not easy to do, but, uh. I'm sure that it has been done, and uh, I think it is cool. I like stuff like that in movies, so why wouldn't I like it in comics? But no one ever comes visits in your your neck of the woods. It seems like. No, we're kind of like on an island. We're own, our own little entity, aren't we? What about? Um, uh, we'll spoil something for you. Okay. In issue nineteen, he goes somewhere that's not Central City, and interacts outside of Central City. I'm not going to say what other city he goes to, but I'm I'm curious if he's ever going to we're ever going to see any interaction with with um, Barry and Hal. Who's Hal? Hal. <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. Hal Holbrook. Because in in Justice League, which was not written by you guys, um, Jeff Johns established that that Barry and Hal knew each other, that they must have had adventures or something. They they hung out, and it's like we there's been no no we haven't seen that. I mean, I may, what, what's, I, I'm not caught up on Green Lantern. Where, where's Hal in the Green Lantern? Well, uh, right kind? now he's, um, I guess he he's in the, the dead somewhere. Because wasn't wasn't Baz? Isn't Baz currently the? Yeah, he, yeah. he's he's there now, and Hal and Sinestro sort of died, but they're they're obviously not dead, and then that's why well, Baz Baz got the ring. How could, how could they interact if uh, if he's not around? What do you mean? This is the new Fifty Two, and how can anything happen? It doesn't matter. I mean, the the question I always bring up, like like the Wonder Woman series, does that take place before Justice League? Because you know, there, there's no mention of, of. I know my name is Brian, but it's not Azarello. So I know. I no, I'm, I'm just saying stuff like that. It's like they don't have to. How the heck did Joker go everywhere in like a week or two, and and he's not Wolverine? I asked Scott that. He didn't really have an answer. But but I I I don't know um, I I it I guess because Central City is not necessarily like the the center. I mean, it'd be different if, if like in a Marvel universe, you know, everyone's in New York City. So it's not like Batman's going to drive a Batmobile th- through town, and you know you're going to see it in the background when when Barry's fighting Trickster or someone. So, but I I think it'd be kind of neat to see, you know. Like Superman's flying by, he's 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 cutting across whatever the airspace to go somewhere else. You can just see him there for no reason. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I think you should do it in Corbett. It's it's a whole big world, and it's not just about Barry Allen. Stop thinking about just your own character. Think about the others. I don't like the tone of uh, <laughs> how you're talking to you me. You love it. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say something else, but I I, I don't remember now. Um, That's probably a good thing okay. for me. Pan, no, um, no, I was going to remember what I was say is um, I, I'm I'm really bummed about Jeff Johns leaving Green Lantern. Yeah, because it's a long run, huh? Nine years, and that that's things like you you don't you don't get that. Well, no, let's let's see if you and Francis stay on the Flash for nine years. That's probably not going to happen. <laughs> uh oh. Um, it's a long time, man. It is, but I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, but I guess it, it's great that you guys are on a book with, and I, you don't need to comment on this, but we're, we're seeing, I, I mentioned it earlier, there's so many different changes that happen at DC. I don't remember if I mentioned it here on, on the podcast that James was on. It's like, you know, DC recently announced like all these creative changes and it's just like, whoa. And I, I, I guess it's good in a way, you know, obviously you want to mix things up. And, you know, I don't want you, you know, you don't have to comment on this because of your, you know, affiliation with DC. But the way I see it from my end, it's like, you know, we, we hear about books getting canceled and we have to assume the books are getting canceled because of sales. But it's almost like, what about like switching the creative team? Like, is, is that one way or is it just like, boom, that's it. We're just going to cut well, it. They, they usually do. If you look at all those cancellations, I bet, I bet they have not had the same creators on for the entire run. I vampire because, because there's, there's certain, yeah. Okay. That's one, one title, but there, there's certain, there's an argument that says, uh, you got to give a, a book a chance to find its audience. So you stay with the creator. And then there's the argument that says, if it's not working, mix it up. So it's like, it's a it's a tough road because some people prefer stability, and and that's what keeps them on board. And some people have a short attention span and little patience, and they want you know they want changes now. So um, I don't think there's Marvel one now. answer. You know, I don't think there's one answer. I think you you you, tr- you do, you know, they do they do what you know they make the best decision they can with each title. That's all I can say. You know, um, and I do, I do think that um, you know like in terms of I Vampire. Um, that was just a numbers thing, you know. Like, I wish more people bought it. I do too, man. That breaks my heart. I know. I, I love that book. Um, you know, it, it's the same argument that that you know people who say why aren't there minority uh, uh, heroes and stuff. Well, if if you're not buying the books, you know, DC can't put them out. You know. Yeah. Like you know, it's tough. It's a tough road, you know. And in terms of you know, and also in terms of uh, even books that aren't. Um, doing poorly. Sometimes you have creative changes because a writer or artist wants to do something new. You know, maybe they've said all that they that they can about a character. Maybe you know, like you know, they've. I, I know that Francis and I don't want to stay on Flash beyond the the point we have things to say. You know, and, and a direction to go. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you got to. I think you you owe it to the fans to leave when you've told the stories that you want to tell. Leave when you're on top. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, Panther 10 says, uh, do you believe is there's... There, a, is there a Panther 9? I always wonder about that when, when we, we see these numbers. Like, you know, Panther 1 through through 9 were taken, so he had to go with 10. Okay. Um, do you believe there's any truth to the rumor that the next Batman Arkham game will serve as a prequel that takes place during DC's Silver Age comics? So um, just the other day, they announced that there's going to be another Batman game in 2013, which seems pretty quick, but I'm sure they're, you know, going to use the same game engine and all that, and, you know, just tweak mm-hmm. it and, you know, make it look prettier or whatever. Um, but I think it was like end of last year, they said that it was going to be a prequel and the justice league was going to be in it. And the silver, it was going to be in a silver age, which that just seems really weird for Arkham Asylum and Arkham city. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that. I mean, I I would probably bet against that, but I don't have any knowledge. Yeah, what you're not supposed to have knowledge. Just I thought like, I don't have knowledge, but I'm I'm My saying spe- if I was to speculate, I would say no. I don't know. So okay, here here's this user asks questions a lot. It's K L 
the Flash 7-Eleven. Kill the Flash? That's what I would think. It's capital K-L and then the Flash 7-Eleven. But his avatar is the Flash. It's, um, is that issue one? That's it's, the issue one cover. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming he's a Flash fan. Or maybe his, maybe his name is like... like it's, it's like Kevin Love. Yeah, the Flash. So yeah. And he likes going to 7-Eleven. I don't know. It says, hey, G-Man and Brian Bucciolato. Um, insert name, guest name. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, I was wondering, in the recent Action Comics issue 16, is this Super Doom character supposed to be the New 52 Doomsday? And if so, has there been any pre-New 52 villains remade with new names? Um, Grant mentioned that Doomsday did happen. So Superman did die. At some point. So so you're saying that that is not Doomsday, Super Doom? I'm saying it is not. Um, what oh. was weird is, I think it was an issue, um, it was a 15 or 16. So we there's mention of Doomsday, and you see that the, the Superman statue, you know, where he's, he's holding the eagle. Why eagle? I don't, I don't know. You know, they, they had it at the park when, when he died. But in, in that statue, he had the shorts, the underwear, and his costume. And it's like, when when would he do that in a new fifty two? Because we've seen him with, you know, the his, his I have that's just Grant being Grant. I don't know. So, and but then um, they released a preview for the next issue, and it looked like the statue didn't have the underwear on the outside. So I think Grant's just playing around and doing whatever. All right, um, let's see next page. Um, Madge, Majid, David. Do you think Red Robin will have a name change in the future? Um, why? why? I mean, I see the reason because Nightwing changed his name. But look, if 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 he owns the name Red Robin, like like he has done his superhero ass kicking his Red Robin, and he's comfortable with it, why would he want to change it? I don't feel like he's got some sort of. Oh, I'm a red robin. I'm a robin. I'll always be a robin. I don't think he's got that going on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I can kind of see when he went from robin to red robin because you know, even though Tim Drake made Robin like really cool and that he wasn't just a sidekick, uh, you know, he he was moving out in his own and then that's when, you know, Damien was around. But it's weird that he took Red Robin, which is Maybe he, maybe that shows maturity. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to turn my back on the past. I am a Robin, damn it. But he he took Red Robin from Jason Todd because Jason Todd was Red. It was I think it was during 52 that weekly series, and Jason Todd took that identity. I think that's where it first came. I don't know. Before he was the Red Hood. After. I don't know. Yeah, it's. It, but it doesn't matter because it's our pre-New 52, so I don't have to try to figure it out. But, yeah, I agree. He's he's going to keep Red Robin for now. Um, yeah, then he says because Nightwing, all that. Um, I like the hero at PS. I really don't like, like that Scott changed Tim's status. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the, the funny at, at Long Beach Comic Con when mm-hmm. uh, at Scott Lobdell's table. Someone wrote, Tim Drake was a Robin. <laughs> Uh, Scott Lobdell's funny. Um, Two Face seven seven seven. Does it annoy you that all Batman sidekick besides Batgirl felt the need to be Robin after Dick? I don't see why Jason didn't come up with a new name and costume. Um, I see a theme. 
No, I, well, part of it was I, it wasn't necessarily public knowledge that oh, this is a different Robin. It's just like you know, it was Batman and Robin. So it's just here's someone else being Robin now. So I, I don't, I don't think it was. It was just like the role, and it's like when when Batman R.I.P. when he died, and then Dick became Batman. You know, he he could continued as Nightwing. But he he took on Batman, so I think because it it stood for something. So I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Um. So I guess that answers that. Yep. Ed Manastro. Um. This is okay. Why not have Joey Esposito or Eric Norris on podcast? I know they. You know I like because Joey Esposito is a huge jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. By the way, his name is S. Is spelled wrong on the uh, email. <laughs> On the yeah. Question. Yeah. I, I. But no. I. I seriously. I have thought about asking um, Joey to be on. Um, I like Joey. We we talk and and yeah. Eric. I don't know if you know Eric. Um, I don't know Eric, but I know Joey. They spell Eric's name wrong too. Cause there's no C in his name. Because um, Eric has has written for us too, um, and he's he does some stuff for IGN Comics and he does stuff for like Crave Online. So you know, what I like about about the second sentence. It says, "I know they have their own podcast." But it'd be nice <laughs> with no period at the end. Because there's in a rush. He's trying to yeah, get no, I get, no, we live in a very fast world. 140 characters. Got to get it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black Rules 90. Who would win? Uh, these are the okay, but these are the interesting ones. Sometimes who would win the following fights? Wonder Woman versus Wonder Man. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. I, Wonder Man's kind of a. It's. I'm, I'm curious to see what Remender's. I think he's using him in. in Uncanny yeah, Avengers. You just, you just can't. Come on, Wonder Woman. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying I just, I just don't really like Wonder Man so much. Yeah. Hulk versus Omac. Hulk. Yeah, I agree. Okay, here's the thing. Hulk is strongest one there is. Bam. Yeah. He for, for was it 400 tons? The the mountain. Secret Wars number four. Whatever. There's no. He lifted Thor's hammer. He got so mad. He didn't lift Thor's hammer. Okay, you need to do your homework and go back to like 1979 or 1980. There was a Thor issue where he fought the Hulk and the Hulk got so – like Thor dropped the hammer. Hulk got so mad he freaking picked up the hammer and it turned to a stick and he turned back to Blake. Mm. That was awesome. I don't remember that. And then the Hulk had the stick in his hand and was like, oh, this is just a stick and threw it away. I wonder if he could break the stick if it's just a stick. He didn't even care. He just tossed it. I'm, no, I'm just saying I wonder if he could or if, if the stick is protected. I want somebody on Comic Vine to find that issue number and tell you. All right. Um, Rocket Raccoon versus Squirrel Green Lantern. <laughs> I don't even know. It was his name, Dig. I'm thinking that that a raccoon is more menacing than a squirrel, even with the ring. I mean, Rocket Raccoon has a gun, but um, you got the Green Lantern. I don't know because he's yeah. he's not like squirrel size. He's a little bit bigger. He was he was um, in recent Green Lanterns with with Simon Bass. Um, Marvel Batwing versus DC Batwing. I don't know the Marvel Batwing. I don't know either, but he's in our database because whenever I look up Batwing, I see almost I almost click on the other one, like attaching to an issue. Or how about we say that one's a tie? Okay, but actually, I I think it's more DC Batwing because I think Marvel Batwing is like obscure and almost non-existent now. But okay, um, Deadpool versus Snake Eyes. It's probably gonna be Deadpool. I mean, Snake Eyes doesn't have powers, but Snake Eyes is, is Snake Eyes. He doesn't have powers. He doesn't Deadpool need powers. Does. Snake Eyes would chop Suey and he'd chop him up. 
Slice them, and then Deadpool just be pieces. I, I'm no fan of Deadpool, but I would have to say that Deadpool would beat Snake Eyes. Mm. I don't know about that. Okay. Um, Car 23 Los says, do you think Scott Snyder will tell us why the Joker cut his face off? Uh, he did. Ish, read issue 17. When this, when this done on purpose, was this done on purpose? Yes. Um, I did read Detective Comics number one, where his face was cut off, but it was so long ago I forgot. Yeah, so it's it's all in seventeen. It's 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 pretty clear there. I really enjoyed that issue. I that storyline as well. I love that. I was accused of of getting paid under table from DC for giving Why? it because I gave it a, a a five out of five. Really? What? See, here's the thing. What? And I'm I'm not trying to insult anyone's intelligence or, at all, but I think. Because I, when I read it the first time, I was just like, "Oh, okay." And you know, I, I don't want to talk spoilers, even though you know, whatever. Just you know, people should have read it by now. But when I first read, it, I was like, "Hmm." And then I read it again, and I was like, "Ah," you know, started clicking in. And you know, there there's things that there's like two big questions about the Joker and you know, Batman and Joker that that Scott finally gave a definitive answer. And you know, Joker was on a mission, and you know, so we see what happens. So I I, I thought it was great, but then. Me too. The funny thing is, so I gave it a five out of five. Um, CBR gave it a five out of five. IGN Newsarama gave it ten out of tens. So it's like, it's not just me because we we get a lot of um, complaints that we you know we only give fours and fives. But it's like as as we keep trying to say, it's like we we review the books we like, and you know if if I can only review five or six books, I'm not going to review something that's really bad just so I can give like a two or a one. Well, you know, you're kind of a rare breed because I think, uh, sadly, I think a lot of reviewers out there in the um, Webiverse, um, they they almost they almost want to dislike something because it, it, there seems like this culture of cool where if you rip on something, somehow that makes you feel better, see, look I, better. I, I don't like that. And and, I, but, but but you know it's true. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's why you look at any thread on any post on any website. And seventy five percent of the of the posts or comments are going to be hater comments, either making fun, insulting, saying how much it sucks. It's just the nature of the internet. I don't know what it is that people feel the need to vomit their negativity. It's 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 sad. And so I, I commend you on the fact that uh, you uh, do gravitate towards reviewing the things that you like. Well, um, and, and that that's the thing because if if I'm limited, I mean, I'll, and I'll admit, there's times I I start reading a book, and I'm just like, wow. And then you know I make the decision: Do I either finish reading and write a bad review? And you know, I, of course, I wouldn't just say this sucks. You know, I, I would say what the problem was and why I didn't like it. So I could either do that, or I could switch to another book, and you know, and you know, say why I liked it. And you know, there there is something to be said if something's not good. You know, people should know. You know, it, it's not like some big secret. Like, okay, this book's not not cutting it. I'm I don't want to be mean, but at at the other Point, it's like I don't I don't want to sit there and just be negative and talk. So I always say like if if I'm not reviewing it, there, there's probably a reason. You know that kind of says something. And also when we do our weekly podcast, the other podcast, we we kind of do a run through of, of pretty much the majority of, of the week's books, and we'll talk about it there if we don't like it. So right. And and the other things we also we don't have half stars, so it's just one, two, three, four, five. Oh, I'm all star, baby, all star. <laughs> so you are. So I, I mean that that's that's what it is, and so if somebody gets a five out of five, we're not saying it's it's an instant classic. We're just saying I, you, I enjoyed yeah. this, I loved it, I had fun. So, right. um, Antonio Stark 
when do you think we'll see Nightcrawler next? His death really hit hard, and I think it meant a, a lot to kill a character so beloved by fans. Since Marvel loves to bring back a, dead characters, do you think we'll ever see him alive again? Of course we will. Yeah, I mean, we have the Age of Apocalypse Nightcrawler. That's Just remember, of... if you can bring back Bucky, you can bring back anybody. Mm-hmm. Although, um... Here's my question. Nightcrawler or Nightwing? For what? Fighting? Yeah. Um, I would say probably Nightwing. Is it because he has more fingers? No, I'm not going to you know, judge someone on the, the number well, of fingers. Well, they're both acrobats, right? Yeah, but I, I think Nightwing would be more focused. Nightcrawler would, would kind of try to be you know, a little joking his, around. What about his Bamf ability? Yeah, but... You could probably he he probably has a pattern, you know, and and you can probably figure it out. It's like oh, he's gonna come over here, or you know, they're, they're, it's it's you got to hear the the bamf coming, so you know, right when you can hear that, and plus now now with with um Dick Grayson's new ability to read body language, he could probably sense or tell when Nightcrawler is about to teleport. And then he can be like fully aware. Well, he, he doesn't have Spidey sense. No, he doesn't have about. Spidey sense, but he can see like you know. You know what pr- I'm probably do? Nightcrawler like has to clench his butt or something before you know, he you teleports. Know, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I, I, I would like to pitch a Nightwing story where you bring him back and you make him a freaking sniper. Give him a damn sniper rifle. It'd be no one could stop his ass. Yeah. He could just teleport in, blast your ass, teleport out. But he can only teleport in if he's familiar with the area. Yeah, so in advance, you go and you, you check the, you know, any good sniper is going to know his surroundings in advance. Yeah, but, okay, so let's say he's going to go to um, a certain rooftop. And, you know, when, you, when you're on the street, you can't see the top. But if you go there before, okay, you can see what the layout is. But what if someone goes up there, puts a lawn chair out, so, you know, it's going to get some sun during the day. Then he tries to teleport up there, and then he teleports halfway in a lawn chair. Well, then, then, then he, he can teleport into into the sky, look down, and then teleport where he needs to teleport. Well, okay, he teleports in the sky. What if a bird happens to be flying by or, or is on a roof and it, takes now, off? Now, now you're just you're speculation. No, I'm not speculation. I'm just okay, I'm saying how it is. Absurd. Next question. <laughs> I win. Superbat420. Is it just me who thinks Red Robin's legit name being something different than Tim Drake is just stupid and pointless? I'd say it's not just you because other people have complained about that. What's his name? We don't know. It was okay. So in, in the zero issue, um, we we find out Tim Drake was, you know, like an Olympic, near Olympic level acrobat, or whatever, you know, or, or gymnast. And then you know he wants to find out who Batman is. He wants you know, to do all this stuff, and then he hacks into the Penguin's bank accounts and takes like two million dollars out and gives it to charity or something like that. Penguin gets pissed, tracks it down somehow has a hit go out on, on Tim's family. And because of that, his parents go into witness, um, the re- witness relocation thing. And then Tim goes with, uh, Batman, but then w- the way it ended, um, cause I think it was Batman doing a narration. He's, and he says his name now is Tim Drake. Is that, is that really a bone of contention with people? Yeah. Cause the, the, you know, people complain to Scott Lobdell that one, he changed him from, from being Robin uh, you know, so now he's just Red Robin, and then two that his original name wasn't Tim Drake, and now he's someone else. Which you know, yeah, it's just a name, but you know that was who he was. So 
I don't know. You know, people people just just complain about you know. I I, I kind of see it, but it 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 matters, but it doesn't matter. So I don't know. It's just okay. It's just yeah. Um, I was going to say something else about the whole Tim thing. Like, just I'm forgetting everything. I've already moved on. Bob's a nub. What series would you recommend from Dark Rain? I can't even remember. I don't know what that is. It was a Marvel. I think it was when like Norman Osborn kind of like took over after Secret Invasion, all that. Um, it's a crossover. I'd say it was, was kind of like a crossover, like a overall kind of vibe at a Marvel universe where you know all all this stuff was happening and you know all the books had the Dark Rain label on there. Like you know there was like a Dark X Men. Did anyone go make it rain? Uh, no. What's your favorite comic from Grant Morrison? All-Star Superman. That's what I was going to say. I, I, I finally read um, Seaboy mm-hmm. the other day. Uh, Cameron Stewart did the art in that. That was – Grant Morrison – You know, it's Grant Morrison, but that, that was a weird story. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to say. Um, why is it so few cyberpunk and or post-cyberpunk sci-fi comics are out there? Outside of trans – Go ahead. Keep reading. Outside of trans metropolitan and a few other vertical series, I cannot really think of any comics that fall into the cyberpunk category. Don't think there's a huge audience out there. I was that, gonna say in the comic world, it's like probably the, the sales weren't weren't quite there. Um, comic Sean, hi G Man and elusive Brian Bucciolato. Elusive is that it's, a word? Elusive, elusive guest. Isn't it with an E? No, Maybe it is. I'm pretty sure it's with an E. Not to nitpick, but, uh, but you know, nitpick. I want this uh, podcast to also be informative. Okay. And uh, I don't know if there's such a word with elusive with an I. Maybe. I know there's an elusive with an E. I just don't think there's an elusive with an I. Do you think a modern redesigned version of Midnight Suns would work as one of Marvel's new ongoing titles? I think it could, depending on who the creative team was. I mean, if, if Morbius the Vampire Hunter can get his own series, I think Midnight Suns could. Well, I, you know, I've rambled and uh, sort of done the old man curmudgeon style blah, 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 before about this. But any story could be done well if the writers... Have a cool take. Yeah. <coughs> um, I've been thinking of what would be my dream ongoing title, and it, in the end, it came to two options Excalibur, written by Brian Bendis, with art by Mike Allred, or Swamp Thing, written by James Robinson, with art by Jerome Opinia. That's not really a question. Oh, anyways, what would be your dream ongoing with writers and artists? Hmm. These are always the tough one because, you know, it, it kind of puts you on the spot, kind of, and you know, trying to think like, and then after you answer, there's always like, oh, I should have said that or this. I'm um, gonna go with uh, uh, Brian Bucciolato and Francis Manipool on the Flash, Detective Comics. Oh, that that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm a fan of, of Alan Davis, and uh, yeah. I think it's weird that he's going to be doing a Wolverine comic. Hmm. So I don't know. And I mean, I loved Excalibur. Um, that, that was a great series. Um, and I love Mike Allred. So I don't yeah. know. Though that's tough. Um, do you think a League of Assassins book would work at DC? Think of it as an introduction to Rachel Ghoul and it would be swapped between single character stories, duo, trio, or team book with different story arcs. It could be constantly fresh and characters like Cheshire, Bronze Tiger, and other DC assassins could be given a spotlight. I don't yeah, think – I was going to say I don't think that would work because I, I think 
the, these types of books like DCU Presents? Anything that's an, an, as an anthology sort of storyline doesn't seem to do well. People Be, get tired of it. Well, and also because I think retailers can't gauge how many copies to order because a lot of those, I mean, you may have your, the people are going to you know buy it every month, but then some people are like, Bronze Tiger, eh, I, I'm going to skip this this month. So who's going to skip Bronze Tiger? I'm month? just using it as an example. I'm just saying. Unbelievable. So I, I think if you have something like that where you're never really sure, what, and yeah, you could read the solicits, but for a retailer, I think it would be hard to gauge like how Maybe many. That's why the numbers are always bad for those type of books. Yeah, I, I think they're just they they go really you know they're they're say I'm just going to order a few copies and maybe more people would buy it, but maybe I don't digital know. Only how about that? Yeah, that, that could be less of a risk. Yeah. But you, I mean, there is there still is risk. You need to pay someone to write and draw it, and then if no one wants to, you know, pay to download it, then there's a risk there. That's true. it's always a risk, sir. Always. Yeah. Loki nine eight seven six. Hey, G man and Brian, what is your favorite villain from any comic book company? I would have to say it's a tie between the Joker and Doctor Doom. True. I, I I think you have to go. I mean, with with the Joker, um, I always like Thanos. But Thanos is cool. But he he always he's too too focused on death. You know, and, I, I, and I'm also a huge fan of Ma- of Magneto, but he's not always a, a villain. Yeah. Um. Why is it your favorite? Why is why? Well, Doctor Doom. Um. He's just he's like. Lex Luthor, but with armor and more badassery. Yeah, and, and you he's know, got Doombots. Yeah, and well, and he's he's smart. He's arrogant. He's royalty, and and sometimes you know sometimes he gets not heroic, but like he's got a code. Mm-hmm. And Doombots, you just can't you can't you know Lex Luthor doesn't have Lex bots. And Joker, you just like the Joker because he's this crazy, unpredictable uh, character with no powers other than the power to be absolutely bonkers. And um, I mean, just look at the, the the most recent arc in Batman. He's, I mean, he's so good in that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I you, you can't. I think it's hard to top um, Joker. Although maybe this new Reverse Flash could give him a run for his money. Yeah, I like how you said to run for his money. Um, yeah. It's just, I don't even, I mean, I wouldn't even dare to say that. Well, you never know. You might be, I mean, you're, you're, you're creating a, a new character, new villain. I mean, that's, it's a, a piece of history right there. That's true. With so. a, with a, uh, with a name that's not new. <laughs> yeah, but, but your, your take. Right. So. And and I, I think it was said that the colors are going to be different. I think you guys said that. Yes, he's going to be uh, Rose Flash is going to look quite a bit different. Yeah. So so there you go. So it's it's not just taking the same. Um, Mulligan NY New York says I'm a big all new X Men fan. Haven't read an X Men comic regularly before. That being said, who do you think the original X Men should run into first of the non X Men characters? I think. I mean, yeah, like Spider-Man would be interesting. Hulk? Actually, what about like Punisher? Because, you know, no, Punisher they, was they, around they there. They would kick his ass. No. But they'd be like, like, hey, hey, mister, what are you doing? And he just shoots him. I'm going to say Hulk. 
I'm trying to think if because I think it was in X Men number eight when um, that's where the the point where they were pulled out of time. Mm-hmm. So they weren't. Um, they probably didn't run into that many people. I don't know if if it was on a monthly schedule. So I'm trying to think if they had any guest appearances in in other other books. But yeah, Hulk could be. But I I don't think Hulk would would give him a problem. Although I guess it depends on which which version of Hulk too. I just like seeing the Hulk. You like? I like him. You like seeing him or saying Hulk? No, well, he, well, both. Okay. Hulk. Um, Spider Max Seventeen says you talk about Kyle Rayner gaining all the Lantern Rings and her abilities on a podcast. Ryan Stegman. I don't follow Green Lantern too closely, but I'm interested on the idea of the Spectrum. My question is, what is the difference in powers between rings? Since I can't seem to find a definitive answer. Um, I mean, they're all powered by the, the different emotional spectrum. Like, um, you know, the red is rage, and you know, you puke blood or whatever, and and but don't they all kind of just make constructs using their emotions? They they kind of do, but like blue is about hope, and when blue is around green, it like amps them up to like three hundred percent power level. So you know, I, I think they do all kind of have constructs, but I I think they're to like different degrees. Like you know, when you have you know. Uh, when you have um, and wait, what? Hello, Brian. Brian, he just—I guess he just hung up. I don't think he liked what I was saying about the lantern rings. Um, yes, yeah, so Brian. I guess he—he's—he's he, he's mad. He's—he's he's gone. I'm gonna finish this question. Um, so yeah, but when you have like you know yellow going against green. They're, they are constructs, but I think they're just just a little different. Which is my favorite color? I I would go with green. Which is the most powerful? Um, like that depends on on the bearer. Like, is will the you know the 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 strongest? You know, if you have the strongest willpower. Um, if you have a guest assign each other which power ring. So I, I guess Brian, since he just hung up, you would have to get rage. Um. But anyways, on that note, I am going to bring this to a conclusion. So, um, but no, you know, Brian wasn't, he's not mad. He was having um, connection problems. So that just, the call dropped. But I actually need to to get running myself. So this has been the Invincibly Supermassive Comic Book Podcast stuff. You were listening to me and Brian Buccellato. So again, Brian is the co-writer and colorist for The Flash he is the upcoming writer, the upcoming, but he will have um, the Black Bat at Dynamite comics coming out in May. So you want to check that out. Um, if you have any questions, there is a Ask G-Man video questions thread in the general forums. This used to be a video where I would answer these questions on video, but I figured the podcast format works. It's easier, easier for me to edit. Um, and this way I can bring in guests to, to help me answer these questions. Also, you can ask your questions on Twitter. So you can at reply me, G-Man from Heck. Or um, when you do that, or just when you ask your questions, use the hashtag AskGMan. So that's the pound key, AskGMan. That way I can find them all in one place. So um, next week, I might know, I, I have an idea who the next guest is, but it's all about, you know, the logistics of conf- you know confirming a time and all that. So I'm not even going to tease just just in case you know things change at the last minute. So thanks again to Brian. 
Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your questions. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Listen to our other podcast. I will talk to you guys soon. Goodbye. So, so my question, my is, question is, is, who could it be? We don't know. We don't know. And I would like to ask you which comic book does affect the most emotional relationship. That's the question. Don't shake your head. I love Alan Davis. This is a John Byrne issue. I love Alan Davis. I, I, I wasn't a fan of this. That's the question. You can't blame the immediate creative team. I give this a two. <laughs>